Hello and welcome to the Spine Nerve Podcast. My name is Dr. Brian Hovez and thank you all for joining us. Thank you for listening and thank you for your patience as we begin to deliver new and hopefully educational content for everybody out there. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate you sharing the podcast and helping us to grow both the podcast and our YouTube channel. It really does mean the world to us to hear that you're finding value in this and that you're sharing it with your co-residents, co-fellows, co-med students, um, people in your practice. Uh, We really do appreciate hearing those things from everybody. Today, we have a very, very special guest, uh, actually a return guest. Uh, So some of you may have listened to the story of Dr. Hunter Vincent, um, but he's a good buddy of mine that was actually a resident at UC Davis when I was um, an attending over at the VA. He subsequently did a pain fellowship at UCLA and then joined a a practice uh, in Los Angeles uh, where he found himself uh, working for a couple of years and then was really called to something different. Um, you know, I think one of the things that we're always searching for as pain medicine physician, but also hopefully as physicians in general, is finding more ways to be able to impact our patients and finding more ways to be able to help uh, not just our patients, but the community at large. Um, and, you know, one of the things that I think has always been a challenge for us as pain medicine has been finding the right ways of incorporating multidisciplinary care into the day-to-day of helping to manage these patients. Uh, Obviously, we've talked a lot on this podcast many times about utilizing multidisciplinary care and all of the different avenues to be able to help our patients and help them to succeed in their uh, journey to improve quality of life and improve function. Uh, Well, Dr. Vincent has really taken that bull by the horns and has really kind of pushed into some new ways of being able to help our patients and help to deliver uh, some very much needed care that is very hard for them to find um, in the real world. Uh, So I know a little bit of teasers, but really I want you guys to pay attention and listen and hopefully uh, learn a lot uh, from Dr. Vincent as as he's here today. And so without further ado, Here it is, my interview with Dr. Hunter Vincent. All right. Hello, Dr. Vincent, and welcome back to the podcast, my friend. How are you, sir? Good Um, to see you again. uh, I'm very, very well. I'm uh, happy to have you here. Uh, You know, we often talk on this podcast about so many of the different things that we do in pain medicine from the interventional side or from the medication side. Um, I'm actually really excited because uh, you have a very uh, different perspective on some of the best ways to be able to to help our patients out. Um, You want to kind of maybe introduce uh, what we're going to be talking a little bit about today? Happy to do it. So our company is called Pogo Health. Pogo Health is a completely virtual option that brings together pain physicians with mental health therapists and health coaches to provide a multidisciplinary chronic pain program. So we focus and emphasize the combination of both mental and physical health to provide that layer of support for patients that are dealing with chronic pain, whether it be spine related, joint related, or even chronic pain syndromes like fibromyalgia. Uh, it's, it's pretty amazing. I mean, I think, you know, we've, we haven't quite talked enough about this on the podcast because I think, um, you know, it's mostly been myself and Dr. Garvelis and Dr. Gray, and we're really adept at um, understanding pain pathologies and, you know, the tools that we have within our own arsenal, but because we aren't 
behavioral health uh, pro professionals because we don't do pain coaching on a regular basis. I think, you know, though we believe in this and think about it, talk to about our patients uh, or talk to our patients about it, it's not something that I think we've really felt comfortable bringing to, uh, up as a standalone episode of, uh, of how we can kind of incorporate sure. this for, for our patients. So kind of, can you take a, a couple of steps back and kind of just maybe introduce what, you know, pain coaching is and how we kind of build this, um, this into treating our patients? Totally. So, you know, it's actually a little bit unknown. People really don't know what a health coach is and what they do. Right. And the more that you kind of learn about it, the simplest way that I think about a, a health coach is an accountability partner. Right. So, you know, it's a nationally recognized certification for a health coach. Right. Now, a health coach cannot prescribe exercises, but a health coach can help the patient execute on their prescription. Right. So myself, as a pain doctor, I'll prescribe exercises that are indicated for their spine condition, joint condition, whatever it is. And we use our coaches as a way to execute on that plan and help each patient create kind of their own tailored goals to whatever their trying to reach and achieve. And then we provide the virtual support to then help them get there in a slow, methodical way, right? And this is one part, in my opinion, of the spectrum of care, right? We can, there's surgery, there's injections, right? And there's kind of this whole other, what I consider a foundation, right? To kind of help procedures, you know, work more, more effectively and help patients get that kind of mental health component, which obviously is huge, we know in chronic pain. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I think, you know, one of the things that I often talk to patients about, you know, is you know, when we're working with the, the therapist or when we're prescribing the exercises ourselves and talking to them, how they go about doing those on a regular basis is figuring out a way to teach them that that consistency is the important yeah. part, right? Um, not, you know, they go out and they do an hour of exercise and then for the next week they can't move and they're laid up, laid up in bed. Yeah. Uh, but kind of building in a way of consistency. And it sounds like, you know, utilizing something like a, a health coach can really help to moderate those day-to-day -day efforts to really maximize that overall benefit for the patient. Well, absolutely. But you have to think about it this way. And obviously you do, because this is what you deal with every day. But, you know, when you're dealing with somebody that has chronic spine pain, you know, what if their goal is to tie their shoes? What if their goal is to make it to the mailbox, right? This is not something that, a lot of practitioners think about, but it's really important to the patient, right? They're having a problem leaving their house, right? Because their pain is so bad, because their mental health is suffering because of it. It's affecting all of their interactions with people and the people that are kind of in their circle, right? So when we see them in the office and we say, okay, this is what needs to happen, that sometimes is pretty overwhelming for patients, right? Right. It's like, you know how it is. It's like sometimes it goes in and you know that the patients heard you, but then they have to go out and they have to then follow up and execute on these. And yeah. it can be hard, especially when they're in a pain flare. Right. So what we try to do is obviously we go into the patient's home, right. Being virtual. Right. And they have access to a mobile app, which gives them kind of access to their care team at all times. But we know that some days are going to be better and some days are going to be worse. So when you're having that bad day or you did your PT exercises and you got worse, how are then you going to bounce back from that, right? Sure. And I find that having the coach there to unpack that mentally, right? Because we always want it to be a positive trend, but it's just not going to be that way. Yeah, It's not that way in life, right? Of course. So how do you unpack that emotionally and be like, 
And then how do you figure out what the small steps are to get back to neutral, right? And so that's where I think this multiple touch points throughout the, the month or the week is super important. Yeah. And so how does that integrate with, say, a, a behavioral health professional that's also kind of working alongside the patient to be able to kind of address, you know, like you brought up some of the anxiety and depression that comes with chronic pain that we know is such a comorbid uh, factor for a lot of these patients? Yeah. So the way that we've broken it up or kind of our system is that we have different tiered packages, right? That can kind of address whether it's the physical or mental, right? So our kind of middle tier package brings in a mental health provider, right? Or a therapist, and then combines it with the health coach. So we consider that as kind of our way to address the mental health with the provider, the mental health provider, and then the health coach is kind of the physical aspect, right? So we have an internal training program for our behavioral health providers that is basically rooted in the chronic pain program from the VA. And so we've kind of taken that, which was developed by clinical psychologists and our in-house clinical psychologists. And then we've kind of created different doses that we can then apply to the patients, whether it's weekly or monthly or however they need it. But to your point, there is this bi-directional relationship between chronic pain and mental health and that people with chronic pain are more exposed to depression and anxiety and people with depression and anxiety are more predisposed to chronic pain. We know this. And so I find that when patients address both the physical aspect and the mental health aspect, it kind of is additive in that it provides them with just an added layer of support and it helps them be more compliant with their exercise. It helps them be more compliant with even their procedures and all the post-operative, pre-operative, all these things that we know, you know, maybe in the course of someone's pain journey in that sense. Yeah. You know, I think one of the things that sometimes gets hard when um, working with these patients uh, is because we know from all of the literature that's been published that, you know, that, that relationship that you were talking about between mental health and chronic pain. Um, and so many of, I, I think the patients have a hard time really understanding that you know, and so I know for myself, when I start trying to talk to patients about, you know, I think that, you know, thinking about something like a pain coach or thinking about something like working with a, a psychologist who understands chronic pain would be beneficial as we walk down this road. Uh, there's a lot of resistance from patients. Um, you yeah. know, how, how have you found that to be best addressed when trying to, you know, help to bridge, you know, what we know from the scientific perspective with what they're experiencing and, you know, probably a little bit in denial towards uh, from the patient perspective? It's hard. It's not an easy conversation to have, right? Now, this is completely biased, right? Because I believe every human should have a therapist, right? <laughs> like, I just think that, like, the benefits of mental health, you know, literally are just floridly positive throughout all aspects of life. Right. But a lot of it is, you know, you could present the information you could say, Hey, I, I think you need some mental health services to kind of help with the coping skills. Right. But there has to be patient buy-in, right? right? Somebody has to be ready to listen and kind of ready to take that step. Right. And so for the most part, you know, the way that I address it is say, you know, listen, we have these resources that are going to focus on some of the non-procedural, non-surgical mental health and physical components, right? I'm here to act as a support system for you. I'm here to help you do all of those other things in your life, maybe a little bit better. If it helps you 10%, great. That's 10% better than you were yesterday, right? If it helps you 50% better than it's 50%. But the goal for what I can do as a pain provider for you and what our team can do is provide you with that little X factor that helps you live in the setting of chronic pain, right? Because we know that 
the, the harsh reality is that the chronic pain, once it chronifies, it may not get completely better, right? A lot of times the patients are living with nine out of 10 pain, but I would like that nine out of 10 pain for someone to be functioning better in life, right? Going through their day, feeling more in control of their pain, feeling more in control of their emotional kind of levels throughout the day, right? So, yeah, but I, it's hard. I, yeah, I, I mean, I think that's one of the things that, you know, we we all kind of struggle with as we're trying to walk down this journey with patients, right? I mean, I think for a lot of people coming into the field or, you know, maybe even some people that, you know, are almost... Um, I don't know, afraid of, of the, of the pain space, you know, they're like, Oh yeah, spine stuff's cool. Joint stuff's cool. But, you know, trying to walk with these patients through this process um, can be a challenge. And I mean, I think, you know, one of the reasons I think why you've kind of pursued the path that you pursued is because, you know, we have to try to build bridge that gap for what's available, right? It's, it's hard yeah. if I'm the one that has to walk, be the only one walking the patient through that. Right. I don't, you yeah. know, the way that our current society is set up, I don't have the resources individually the time or, or the or the energy to be able to walk each one of my patients individually right but if we yeah. have a team that can help obviously that yeah. makes everything a lot better a lot easier it makes it a lot easier and when i think of when i think of that time and that energy right providers don't have that that's just the, the way the biomedical model is set up right i i reframe that and i say hold space right so these patients that are going through this journey and they're frustrated and they've tried a lot of things, mm. sometimes, and humans in general, they need someone to hold that space for them. Just hold that moment and, and sit in it and understand what they're going through, right? And sometimes, I mean, I'm not doing anything magically medical, right, and every, at every patient encounter. Sometimes holding space and holding that moment for someone and saying, hey, you're going through a lot provides such exponential exponential value to them that it then recharges them to get back into some of those other things that they know that you've said, that they know their PT has said, that they've known their surgeon has said, right? It kind of allows them to check back in. Yeah. But that check back in for each of us, I think that's where the magic happens, right? Because it's, it's rarely is there one thing that is going to happen that's going to change the course of something. It's a lot of little things. The keystone is typically, you know, a million steps, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely. So as, as people are starting to, to walk on this journey, they're, they're working with a health coach, they're, you know, they're working with a psychologist, you know, how from the, the physician, you know, APP as perspective, as we're kind of talking to them about this and preparing them uh, for a journey to work with the, the whole team, how do we kind of set the, the frame from like, say a time perspective, right? I mean, I think, you know, when we send somebody to physical therapy, you know, they're like, how am I going to go? You're going to go two times a week for six weeks. And then we're going to reassess and kind of see where it is. Like patients for better or worse, like something that actually feels finite. Um, right. I think, I think for patients, that's probably also one of the scary things when you, once you start talking about behavioral health or mental health, um, because it feels a whole lot less finite. Um, right. You know, it's, it's kind of, yeah. like, you know, treating, you know, chronic neuropathic pain, as opposed to treating a disc bulge, uh, right? Like it feels <laughs> right. less, there, there's something to grab onto when you have a disc bulge or a disc herniation. Um, yes. I think it becomes, when it becomes uh, more abstract, it can become challenging, you know, for providers as well as for, um, for patients. It, it certainly can. Right. And the hard part is, is who, who is to say, 
how finite someone's mental health journey is, right? Mm-hmm. You know, if it's taken X amount of years or decades to get to this point, the journey out of that, right, is going to be long at times, right? And it's going to be, you know, at, at times up and down, right? But I think, you know, the way that we've set up our programs and what I think is beneficial is to have multiple check-ins throughout the month, right? There are sessions where you're going to need to dive into some of the deep work, right, and unpack some of these layers of chronic pain, right, how it's affecting your life, relationships, all that. But I think having consistent check-ins. So one of our packages, we have 30 minutes set every week, right, for people to address, you know, how they're feeling. But a lot of times, you know, you, you, you go in with the context, how is your pain affecting your life? How is it affecting your quality of life? But it leads into other, other types of mental health issues, right? Mm-hmm. People realize that how their pain is affecting their behavior and how it's affecting their relationships is significantly more complex, right? So what I think is the most satisfying about using this team, using this kind of multidisciplinary approach is that when patients have that aha moment, there's it's like the instant buy-in because they now see, they're like, wow, this is a lot deeper than what I thought it was, Yeah. right? But it's the combination of an active and a passive treatment is essential, right? It's like we can throw needles all day long or you can, you know, lie down and get a massage, right? That's a passive treatment. But the active treatments are oftentimes more difficult, but can yield greater fruit in the end. You know, and having that balance, I think is super important when managing the chronic pain. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's always the, you know, the, the hardest challenge, right? I mean, I think, you know, every, every new provider that comes into our practice, everybody that I work with, you know, from the, the resident and fellow perspective, like that's always the conversation that we're trying to help them to master with patients, right. Is like getting, right. getting that buying, getting them to understand, you know, this is a partnership. You know, we have these tools to offer. We, you know, we rely on these other people that are going to teach you the skills and teach you some of the, the exercises um, and whatnot that will be the part that you then have to bring to the table and kind of be on yeah. the active side of you're involved in this too. It's not just, you know, it's not just my ability to, to place a needle in a, in a specific location that's sure. going to make things better. Yeah. And it, but I, I think about it a lot in regards to obesity, right. Or diabetes, right. Per, everybody all over the place has personal trainers, right. There's a million types of personal trainers. Mm that somehow seems more socially acceptable, right? Than sure. having a, you know, a mental health therapist at times. Now, I think that tide is changing, right? Mental health is, you know, obviously a huge priority, you know, throughout all of work, culture and society now. But that being said, if you are trying to lose a hundred pounds or 50 pounds, you're going to have a nutritionist, you're going to have a personal trainer, right? You're going to have an endocrinologist. When I think about chronic pain, I think about it in the same level of severity and chronicity as something like obesity or metabolic syndrome. And you need to bring those resources in. And the hard part is, is that in chronic pain, people are living with this and they don't necessarily tell people what's going on. It's almost like this, this silent, you know, disease that they haven't necessarily discussed or ready to discuss. Yeah. Uh, I, I love that analogy. I think um, I'm going to steal that by the way. Uh, Do it. It's yours. <laughs> uh, I, I, I often compare chronic pain to, you know, other chronic diseases like diabetes and such when just talking about it in general with patients, but thinking about it from that, that team aspect, I, uh, I, I really, I really like the way that you, um, you said that. But it's, it's essential though, right? And you need an, if you think about it 
from a clinician standpoint or an interventionist, right? You're, you're throwing the needle. You're going to address the radiculopathy. You're going to address the disc level injury, whatever that is. Another component of your team is the mental health, or it can be something like a POGO or, you know, where we have these kind of that support system for them, right? Because then you have a team behind you that knows, I know what's going on with the procedures. And now I can also help facilitate their rehab, facilitate the mental health that comes along with that, prepare them for the procedure, right? Even though you've already done your level of explanation, sometimes it goes on in one ear and out the other, right? It never happens. <laughs> it never, right? Never yeah. happens, right? <laughs> no, but that's, but it's important though, right? I mean, it's, it kind of allows you to operate within your strengths and where you have time and space, right? right. And then it allows me to have kind of my own space in that relationship. Yeah. You know, that's the way I think about it. Yeah, no, I, I think it's, I think it makes so much sense, um, you know, utilizing the, the obesity uh, and the diabetes analogy, I think makes so much sense, right? The, the number of people that are necessary to build out the right team uh, to be able to have all of those different uh, checkpoints with the patients and be able to kind of walk them through that journey. So it's not just the provider that feels, you know, this is, this is all on me. And, you know, when I get that 20 minutes every, every month to, to work with them that, um, you know, that somehow this 20 minutes is going to be everything they need uh, for all of the motivation and all of the challenges they're going to face for the next month. Right. Totally. And, and you know, it's, it's funny because so physicians don't have a lot of time, which is why all these questions don't get asked, right? We're trying to just somehow keep the wheels on and then make sure you can write your notes later on. But it, it's it, when you spend the time, so this is a fun, kind of a funny story. So uh, I had a new patient and I was putting together kind of a, a, a program for them to help with wellness and chronic pain and fitness and all this kind of stuff. And the gentleman started doing his exercises and he was doing great. He was losing some weight. He was kind of all fired up and all this kind of stuff. And these are the, the messages and the correspondence and the encounters I'm having with him. So then I talk with the pain coach and the pain coach goes, yeah, but he hates your exercises. <laughs> and I was like, well, he didn't tell me that at all. I, what I heard was that he was doing great. He was losing weight. And he was doing his exercises. And she goes, yeah, but he hates the way he doesn't like doing gym workouts. He's more of a yoga guy. Right. And it was a it was like a classic moment for me going, I heard what I wanted to hear as a provider, but then having that other filter yeah. instantly changed my perspective. Yeah. And if I didn't have that other filter, I, I may not have known. Right. But as docs, you're going, you're, you're doing your thing and the time that you have, and then having that other person or that other part of the team can sometimes provide you with the most useful perspective. Yeah. No, I, I, that's a, that's a great story. Cause I think we all have that, right. I mean, you know, for, you know, for, for me, I know we have some great relationships with the physical therapist in town. And a lot of times, you know, that's where we end up getting some of the feedback right. because, you know, for, they, they end up with a little bit more time than, than we're allowed to have. So they get yeah. to, they get to hear a little bit more things come out of the path. And, but yeah, I think that's, um, it, it, it's a, it's a, it's a very relatable story. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so I'm bought in, obviously. That's why I wanted to talk to you about this. But, um, you know, if get you a coach, <laughs> I, I I need a coach. I, I need you to be my coach, really. Um, but, I'll, I'll do it for free. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so if so, as we're if we're looking at saying, hey, you know what? This sounds this sounds great. I mean, obviously, all of our patients could benefit from this. All of us as human beings could benefit from something in this realm. Um, but, you know, really, like how how do we start taking those first steps of saying, let's 
let's, let's start working on this. Let's see if we have, you know, a coach that can walk alongside our patients that in addition to the physical therapist that they're working with, how do we get a, you know, behavioral health uh, professional to kind of walk along and really make it so that we can make the biggest difference um, in our patients' lives. So in regards to utilizing POGO for those benefits, we're launched in California and Nevada. So we can see and, and be an adjunct to any pain providers throughout either of those states. Uh, you can reach out to us at info at pogo-health.com. I'm happy to provide some more resources for that. Or you can go to our website at www.pogo-health.com. And we have you know ways that you can reach out to our team and we can happily see your patients and be that adjunct for you. All right. Well, Dr. Vincent, I appreciate you as always. I appreciate your time. Um, to all of our faithful listeners, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, I'm hopeful that this is going to be the first time of many times that we start actually talking a little bit more about uh, some of the things that are not just uh, needles and electricity and medications in, in terms of ways that we're able to help our patients and you know, bringing able, being able to bring in more uh, from the behavioral health and uh, mental well-being side of things. Uh, but uh, Dr. Vincent, thank you much. I appreciate it. Happy to be here. Good to see you. All right. Now for that legal disclaimer, this podcast is for information and educational purposes only. It is not meant to be medical advice. If anything discussed may pertain to you, please seek counsel with your healthcare provider. The views expressed are those of the individuals expressing them. They may not represent the views of Spine and Nerve Diagnostic Center.